All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Week. I'm excited to be sitting here next to me with someone from the other side of the world where it is Sunday afternoon. And we've got the gorgeous Sandy Make uh, next to me, um, who is the author of The Unwanted Wife. Let me show you guys uh, her gorgeous book cover here on the screen. Um, that Sandy's just recently published book. I met her, we were just reminiscing just before we got on the call. Um, you came to like an online seminar, I think, Sandy, about February, March, and then you attended the May uh, virtual retreat and I remember you staying up till 3 a.m for two of the days because that's how uh, late we ran into because of the winter time zone and you guys went to summer and then um and then after that when what month what was booking your hands you had held a group I mean a in, book launch in October in October so on my birthday yeah for your birthday yes that's and right. so Sandy's been really busy and even writing her second book because I think um you're coming along to the Feb retreat to do that next book is that right yes I am amazing all right so let me give these guys the official introduction of who you are and I'm just double checking yep we're live on Facebook <laughs> just making sure that we are live all right you guys so let me tell you a little bit about Sandy Obviously, you already know she's the author of The Unwanted Wife, a story of arranged marriage, violence and abuse. Sandy's story is similar to The Unwanted Wife when she married a stranger at 18. She ha uh, was the, the target of domestic violence and abuse, yet she has the, had the courage and strength to survive and transform her life to become the woman she is today. So Sandy shares her journey, a true testament to the power of a woman. She shares... Her powerful and inspiring stories are called to action to for women who face similar battles. Sandy is a strong advocate against domestic violence and abuse and provides consultations for women who are dealing with domestic trauma and is a strong advocate for living a healthy lifestyle. A founder of the STCC Dance Academy, Sandy volunteers with youths and adults in her community, sharing her love for the form of dance and is the proudest recipient recipient of several civic and volunteer awards in her community so thank you for giving us your time this morning or this afternoon for you Sandy <laughs> afternoon it's it. five o'clock here in Canada yeah. in Toronto yes yes so Sandy's from Toronto Canada and um and so tell me you know when you and I met I think you had said I think it was even at the seminar that you'd been thinking about sharing your story, uh, this, this particular story that's similar to yours, you know, to for 15, 20 years? Yeah. Yes, about 20 years. Wow. So, yes. So, what was the final catalyst that made you go, I want to do this and why? Um, COVID. I yes. figured that I wanted to do it. Um, uh, I had uh, lost my job. So, um, I figured it was the best time to get into to uh, writing a book. And so when COVID hit, um, I started looking for a publisher and I had all the notes and everything ready to write a book, but I didn't know how to put it into chapters and content and all that, which is what I learned from you. Yeah. Um, and so I had everything ready and just couldn't find a publisher that I trusted until I met you and, and Stu. That's a tough one, though, from the other side of the world. I always ask my USA Canadian authors, how did you, how did you know, how did you end up trusting us? Because a lot of 
doubts people have oh those guys are on the other side of the world and all that kind of stuff so what was it for you that kind of found that trust in someone on the other side of the world <laughs> um i i've interviewed a couple of other um publisher i had zoom calls and and i found with with uh with you and and Stu, you were willing to share your information and your all your knowledge even though i didn't commit you were willing to help me to make that um, journey, yeah. even though you didn't know that I was going to commit to you or not. And Stu was like helping me and giving me ideas, even though I didn't commit to you as yet. And I thought that that's where I found a trust. And then, of course, when I met you and, and Stu, I, I fell in love with you guys right away. <laughs> Uh, as we do we love you as well you're so sweet and you know awesome to work with because you know you just and you followed the recipe you know the reason you've come through so quickly and um and done everything and now you're on the journey as I said I mean that's a pretty quick turnaround to be wanting to write a book uh, less than 12 months second book <laughs> less than 12 months from the time we started the first one uh, because it, realistically, May was when you came and now it's coming around to February for book two and all that sort of stuff. So tell me about this particular book. You know, what will people get out of reading it and, um, you know, describe it to us? So I wrote this book to share my story with the women, um, especially in my community, that, um, that abuse is so common, yet it's taboo to talk about it in our community. Um, it's not something that women and even our parents talk about at all. And many women in our community, they, they live with violence and abuse, not even realizing that they're being abused. And for the longest while, even I lived with that. And I did not want my children or my grandchildren to, to grow up with that. So that's one of the reasons why I, I wrote the book. Um, like I spent eight years in a toxic, abusive marriage with a textbook narcissist. And I was called um, all kinds of names. I was called a slut, a whore, um, a bitch. I was kicked. I was punched. I was choked. And I didn't get anywhere with that because I, I was fearful of leaving. And, and I want to share my story with with people who might be experiencing that or who have experienced it and are like survivors in, in the community that you don't have to live with that. No. You don't have to live with that. you finally break, break through and be able to help yourself. Yeah, so the story about domestic violence and abuse, more specifically, it's about one woman's journey from a life filled with like going through hell and going through uh, so much um, pain and suffering and and trying to get out of a, uh, of that relationship and that life with three small children um, and how difficult it was at the time and and that was like early 90s and how hard it was because there was not a lot of resources at the time now there's like tremendous help and tremendous resources but at the time there wasn't and mm -hmm. So I want to share that story so that people know that there is places and, and help that they can get if they're going through something like that. Mm. Is it something um, uh, sometimes people don't realize that they're in an abusive relationship? Is that very common uh, with the women? Because I guess you have a lot of women that you're surrounded by that may have gone through this or going through it right now. Is that 
you know, a common thing that they don't realize they're actually being abused? It is a common thing because people, uh, a lot of women, and especially in, in the Indian community, because they've seen their mom or their grandparents go through that, they think that that's just the oh. way it is with Indian men. So oh. they think that that's just, you know, like they don't realize it's abuse, emotional abuse, um, financial abuse, uh, sexual abuse, uh, emotional abuse. Like it's all there and people don't realize that they're going through it because they feel that that's the norm. They've normalized they- it because of what the way they've been raised and what they've observed. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like their father could have been a music and their mom, but the mom accepted it and lived with it because she also did not know that that was abuse. So there was a cycle there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how do um, how do you bring awareness to to people that you know um, may not be aware that this is normal by sharing my story, by talking about it in my community, talking about it with my friends, talking about it on Facebook, <laughs> talking yeah. about it on Instagram so that that people become aware and and to have changing decisions mm-hmm. mm. yeah what do you, have you seen some of the things be for some people that have been defining moments to to change and get out i'm sorry i didn't get that what are some of the things you've seen you know in other women who that may have been like defining moments like you know that finally you know enough's enough you know when when do you find that a woman says enough's enough when she realizes that she's strong enough to do this on her own. Mm, yeah. And, and it might take a short period of time. It might take a very long period. It might take someone helping or talking to them. I spoke to um, a girlfriend of my sister's not too long ago, and she read my book. Within one day, she was finished, re- finished reading the book. And, and she said to me, um, you're giving me courage. You've given me a voice. You're giving all the women, the voiceless women, a voice to be able to speak up. I might, I may not leave my husband, but I may take actions to make my life better. Yeah. Mm, so you know, it doesn't always have to be that uh, it's a relationship where you have to leave. Mm. But it might be that you need to take actions to make yourself um, whole or better. Mm. What are some um, like um, clues that you might be living in an abusive marriage? Um, some clues might be uh, your partner saying to you, um, oh, look what you made me do. Like, or, um, oh, you made me yell at you. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, I love you, but you made me yell at you. You made me hate you mm. and and then the women they don't realize that that's abuse it's not it's like a narcissist mm. and and they don't realize that it, but when you start sharing these stories and you start talking about it and you start telling people um don't be ashamed don't be embarrassed and don't be scared to speak and then when we share these things then women get the clue that oh yeah that's happening to me and I didn't even know it yeah 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 absolutely um so blaming and um you know I mean I guess the obvious things are physical and you know verbal you know but not always it's it's uh it's um 
it's okay. physical or even emotional some women are being financially abused and not even know that they are mm. so what does that look like if you're being financially abused for me it was obvious for me i had no control of my money i had to give my paycheck to to my ex-husband as soon as i got it so for me and actually i did not know that there was something called financial abuse until mm-hmm. i went to the shelter and uh and i was told that that's what it was mm-hmm. so some women might think oh um we have a shared account um when i need money i can ask my husband and he'll give it to me but why does she have to ask if she's working and and yeah. she's not allowed to spend the money right mm-hmm. until yeah. she asks for it and and that's something that people don't realize or women don't realize until you talk about it so yeah. for me i did not know about it until i was told in the shelter that that's financial abuse i didn't even know that existed well it kind of you think you know when people get married most of the time they put their money into like a combined account and they manage the finances and all that but it is when um it's that you have to ask to spend you know something or to use the money then that that puts red flags doesn't it yes that's yeah. definitely a clue and 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 sometimes you can it doesn't always have to be where oh my god i'm being abused i have to stop this it's just putting the right steps in place so that you're not financially abused and that you have control as well mm. like yeah. mutual, mutual understanding yeah yeah crazy so what's your advice if someone um is going through something like this what would you what would you tell them how would you encourage them i know your book would you know um give them you know a lot of answers and maybe a lot of insights as your friend read it in a day and kind of was empowered to do something about her situation but what if people haven't read the book you know if you could tell them something right now what would it be uh, read the book <laughs> <laughs> definitely read a book but if somebody's going through something like this and they need help um there's all kinds of um hotlines and organizations like shelters and especially in the Toronto um community there is so much help for women and just talking to a friend might just help you like just talking to someone just um sharing your um your your story or you know if you're fearful or if you're afraid to speak out um you know they can call me i will, i will talk to them I, i i can share my story and and help the women the women in my community or even not even in my community just women in the whole um and even some men as well that do have uh, are going through uh um abuse speak to someone share your story talk it does people. it does also happen to men doesn't it like it we does. often we never discuss that that's mm-hmm. another thing that you know it's a lot it percentage but it still does happen you know because yes you know there's always you know two sides to you exactly. know exactly so yeah. like i did i did meet men who um were in shelter as well um not the same shelter but um there was an adjacent shelter for, for men who were being abused and and it came to a tremendous shock to me that that men can be abused because yeah. in the community that we grew up in that's on on heard of heard of they're so strong and all that sort of stuff that's yeah. right yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah, but they can. There can be women that are very, very over overpowering and strong and narcissistic themselves, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Sandy. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of support, um, I think, out there. It's just a matter of reaching out. And is it um is it confidential? Like it's um, you know, obviously I haven't been through this. I'm I am a child of domestic violence um through what my mum went through when I was a baby, but I wasn't like obviously I didn't can't remember every moment of it when you know you're that little of how yeah. how it got sorted out and how she left that particular marriage um but I do remember a, a bashing scene very vividly in my in my head and I know I was only 18 months old um at the time uh, and I think it's that moment that I made that decision that I would never uh let anyone do that to me you know and that's why in my life I think to I think it's this cycle that we go through isn't it attracting particular partners in our lives and uh, you're so lucky that your current husband is completely opposite mm-hmm. to you've broken the cycle right uh-huh. whereas I I believe I made a decision when I was watching that as a tiny little baby to never become my mum you know do let that happen to me and I've yeah. kept attracting all wonderful partners throughout my life. You know, all my prior to my husband, also my partners were wonderful people. So I've kind of been lucky enough not to have a cycle of, you know, attracting someone that is narcissistic. But um, I'm just um, I'm just going to read a comment. Kim, uh, important story it is tragically common uh, wherever unequal power dynamics are not understood. Yes, the woman has to feel strong enough great questions fabulous interview (laughs) there you go sandy some beautiful comments from one of your fellow authors um yeah so um what was i saying it's uh it's confidential we're starting to talk about the fact that you know everything is you know because some people would think i'm going to get found and i'm going to get into bigger trouble and i can never get out like they could really feel like imprisoned yeah yeah, absolutely. And 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 I was in that situation because I was my community was so small um that I was afraid and I was ashamed to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Um and so a lot of women in 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 this situation they're afraid of speaking because they might think that it's going to get out there and it's going to make matters worse. Mm-hmm. But no, everything's confidential. If you were to speak to someone and to get help, everything's confidential. Mm. so don't be afraid don't be ashamed don't be embarrassed and scared to speak out mm. because it is where you get the help mm. there's a question here i think from vicky who has said uh has there been any backlash from your uh former partner about writing this fictional story yes mm. yeah there was um and and that you know about this i was yeah. Threatened with legal with a legal uh, like a lawsuit and so were you yeah. um because of this and yes there was a lot of uh um, backlash and also um backlash towards my children because they supported me mm-hmm. how are things now sandy um i to be honest i don't know because mm-hmm. the children they don't want to share it because yeah. they think that he needs to deal with it on his own yeah yeah. they don't think that I should be worrying about it yeah and you've you've been you've stayed strong throughout this I know we've had many conversations about the approach and all that that you know um the story and all that kind of stuff and I think we've yeah we've we've stood strong in the in what 
the truth yes. was and what you wanted to share and you're sharing it from your own perspective only and exactly yeah and, yeah. and not everything in the book relates to me or my story um no. it could be um some i shared from other women's uh story as well but yeah. it is uh, it is a lot of violence and a lot of abuse that women go through and that and that that i wanted to share and i wanted to encourage women to share their stories as well and it's okay to talk up yeah to talk about it it's, it's a mix of different accounts from different stories from different women you know mm -hmm. in a fictional, exactly. fictional way what sandy's saying is I've been through a story and I've had an experience of domestic violence, but this book is not necessarily my whole truth or, uh, or you know, even, you know, it's, it's written a fictional way so that we're aware of, because I think stories of domestic violence and abuse have a lot of similar threads through them, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, yes, you find definitely. that. Yeah. So then yeah. maybe let's move into like talking about the process because th this was like kind of how do I approach this you know it's very personal to me but I don't want to hurt anyone or I don't want to get into trouble and all that kind of stuff you know so what what are some of the things you need to say to yourself so you can stay strong in in writing what you wanted to write my my mantra <laughs> is mm. that that I uh, I will not be silenced any longer mm, nice I was I will have the voice for me as, as well as the women who are voiceless. Nice. Yeah. And that's very powerful when you say it. And I, I think you should have it on some banner. <laughs> I should put it behind me. <laughs> yeah, right behind you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So how was and the you know, I put that on Facebook all the time. I, I say I'm, I'm not going to be silenced. I'm going to speak out. I even have a picture on Facebook with um, a duct tape, tape on my, on my mouth. Uh, that yeah, I'm yeah. not going to be silent anymore yeah yeah i love that um what's the second book about is it is it a different compilation of different other stories or what tell it tell it give us a teaser so <laughs> so the, the the first part of this book yes. i actually wrote about um about uh sexual abuse as um as a child mm -hmm. and um i was molested um by a family member um, when I was a young, a young child. And yeah. so the first part of this book, it started out with that. Um, but that was when I was 18 years old. Um, my second book is a prequel of the beginning of this book. Mm, very cool. And uh, things that happened to my parents and, and to, to me and to my siblings, but through my eyes. Through yeah. what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how, how do you find the process of writing the book? I mean, was it emotional for you to write it? Absolutely. Hmm. And and um, the hardest part for me was when it came together. Look, I'm getting goosebumps when I speak about <laughs> it. Um, the, the hardest part for me was when it all came together and the editor sent it back to me and I had to read it out aloud. Oh, yeah. That took me the longest time to do because mm -hmm. I got so emotional and I was a wreck for that whole week. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I got a wreck. Stories like this are very traumatic and they are very, very emotional too because you got to read through it multiple times to check it, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And yeah. going over it every time and 
I, I locked myself in my room and I said, I don't want my my family in the household to see me like this. So yeah. I would lock the door and I would, it was very emotional. Yes. But you got there in the end and we really excited. <laughs> How did you find working through the 48 hour author program? Obviously you had many late nights with us. And <laughs> I loved it. And I did not mind staying up till 3 a.m. because you guys oh. made it so much fun. I know so because fun. there was a few of you, I think, from that side of the world staying up with all. And I, I thought maybe you guys might play out towards cocktail hour or whatever, but you, you never <laughs> no one, no, no one ever leaves. Can I just tell you, no one ever leaves until it's finished for each of the no, day because it is true. very um, high energy and, and it's like you're almost running on adrenaline for the three days and all that kind of stuff. So get ready but it won't be as late february because february we're still on summertime zone so we yes up at one not at three <laughs> uh oh a million dreams that's back to front on my screen but a million oh. dreams was your no 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 it's because um oh okay it's mirrored <laughs> right right it looks right to you probably in your screen <laughs> yeah it's mirrored to me <laughs> yeah a million dreams was uh your retreat song wasn't it yeah yeah, that was, and, that was really cool. So on my book launch, yeah, um, that was my theme song. Oh, very cool. Launch. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it just touched my heart. And then after the retreat, I, I went into withdrawals because I missed you guys so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. We're just having our accountability call first for the or November people today. So we haven't seen them for 10 days. And um, yeah, it's a similar thing. Now we're going to see each other once a week. But yeah, for three days, you're so intensely together that, yeah, you just feel like you're in the other lounge room um, doing yes. it. So, yes. you know, you, you did amazing. And I think for such a challenging, as we said, we had external influences that were putting challenges. Then the fact that you had to go through all the emotional parts of the story yourself, and then you had to learn a process and a system and follow you know, all the instructions along the way, you know, I'm sure you're going to do it a lot more efficiently and easier the next time around, because once you've done it once, you That's know, right. the second and third time around is very, very much faster. So I mm -hmm. love it. So where can people get your book? At www.sandymac.com. And I'll, uh, Sandy spelled normal, so S-A-N-D-Y and an M-A-E-C-K, you guys, dot com. Uh, M-A-E-C-K.com. If you're listening to this as a podcast, um, you can check it out. If you get it off Sandy's website, of course, she can personally sign it and send it to you. And it is also available on all your good online resellers like Amazon and all that those places. And I'll show you the beautiful book one more time on my screen here. Here we go. The Unwanted Wife Secrets and Lies Exposed and Arranged Marriage Hell. So there's her beautiful picture. And Sandy, before we got on live, um, she told me that um, she's got um, four children and three grandchildren. And I go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you know, um, amazing, amazing, amazing effort. And, um, you know, I wish that, you know, so what do you hope for in the future? What do you hope that this is this book is going to do? I know you've been on radio a few times now already. You've yeah. hosted your a book launch. You've done Facebook Lives in numerous groups where these kinds of people hang out and all that sort of stuff. What is you? What are some of your other future aspirations? So um, my plans for 2022 is to have retreats for women 
who are victims or survivors of domestic violence. And mm -hmm. um, my retreats, I'm hoping to have four retreats per year. Right. And I will be coaching uh, women um, in, in this situation. And my retreat will have uh, coaching as well as yoga and dance, of course, because I teach dance. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and painting. So oh. it will be um, at a cottage um, and, and a small group. And um, and the, and and also um, healthy lifestyle living as well because I'm a big advocate for that. Yeah, nice one. You have you already chosen the cottage? You like kind of have the whole vision? Have I you do. Set, okay, let me ask you the like, next question. Have you set the first date for the first one? Um, it's in April, but I haven't set the date. All right, my advice. I'm that it's in April. Yes. Yeah, so my advice to you is do your. I think you're doing playing playing day with me soon, aren't you? Yes, I am. So that's gonna be really. We're gonna be locking in dates, um, because unless we lock in dates and we have what people can now access with you, it's not gonna happen. But if you have a date, people also go look. Go look at their planner, and they go, okay, can I make this happen? What does it look like? And then they start to commit, and you start to fill them. Right. So I know at the moment you're reading bums on seats and fully booked retreats, which is all it, it's going to be wonderful. But the date and the offer are the two things you need to have first. And then just bums on seats is the whole focus on on making a reality. Once you get through a couple of retreats and you have your testimonials and all that, it starts to, you know, kind of spread the word spreads and then, you know, people come in and see you from all sorts of locations. So excited. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to have you playing dates. It's a whole, it's a, a whole orchestration of, you know, I mean, I know you've done events through your dancing stuff, but, and how, um, how you've got that. So the, there'll be some similarities, but I can't wait, you know, we're definitely 12 months on from now. We need to sit back down for another interview and talk about book two and then talk about how the retreats went. Yes. But Sandy, thank you so much for everything you shared. And, you know, I know it's a difficult topic to, you know, talk about and it's a taboo, as we said, and we've covered different parts to it. And maybe we've given some people awareness um, around what could be, might be happening that they didn't realise and where it might be coming from. So thank you for, you know, you, people need to speak up and you're one of those people. And I'm really proud of you. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you as one of my authors. Thank you. Um, my thank pleasure. You. And I'll see you soon. Have an amazing rest of Sunday. <laughs> I know, it's Sunday dinner. Yeah, enjoy and go get that book, guys. The Unwanted Wife from SandyMake.com. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Talk soon. Bye.